Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best life every day. Sustain, rescue, soothe, renew, and defend your skin with Blissoma. I found a skincare line that improves my complex skin challenges in a holistic way. Blissoma's toxin-free products, healthy ingredients, and ethical business practices make it easy for me to support them. After using their products, I found a new respect for the sacred relationship between plants and people. Blissoma is cutting-edge chemistry meets traditional herbal knowledge. Their commitment to use carefully sourced, premium, raw, organic botanical ingredients makes me feel good about pampering my skin. I partner with Blissoma to offer you 20% off of their products. Use the code BRUNCH, that's B-R-U-N-C-H, at checkout to lock in your discount. Check out Blissoma.com, that's B-L-I-S-S-O-M-A.com where the most radiant beauty is rooted in balance. Welcome back, everybody. It's Amira Sane here, and woohoo-hoo has it been a couple of weeks. Thank y'all so much for all your support. I have been getting your DMs. You've been keeping me afloat, helping me to move along in times that are just uncertain. I want to say a special thank you today to Amber on Podcast. She says, I love this show. I love the energy and the positivity Amira brings to each episode. I like to listen to this podcast when I need a dose of inspiration to get me get to get my energy up and works it works every time. Thank you, Amira, for putting such great work into the world. Can't wait for more episodes. Thank you, Amber, uh, for supporting us, for finding value in what I am creating here and this whole team, because I wish I could take all the credit, but I cannot edit. I cannot produce. So thank you to the Brunch and Slay podcast staff. You guys are amazing. Jalisa, I don't know what I would do without you. Chad, you're amazing too. Um, You guys, I watched something the other night that I thought was pretty phenomenal. It was, oh, I'm sorry, not watch, I listened to it. It was so good, I felt like I was there, okay? So y'all guys know I love Audible, I love reading, and I love listening to books when I can't get my hands on one to actually sit down and read. And Audible has these great original pieces. Some of them are actual plays, some of them are one-woman shows, some of them are concerts, and Common has one. Now, I am a, a fan of Common's. I really enjoy his manisms, right, and the way he represents for the culture constantly. And he has a show called The Bluebird Memoir Memories, and it's on Audible. And at first, I was like, "What is this?" But it's a beautiful open letter to his father, infused with his music and his stories. And it's a, a little bit over an hour; it's not very long at all. But the way he kind of crafts this storytelling in with his lyrics, um, and kind of brings you to why he chose certain lyrics of songs that he has in his catalog. Uh, it's quite amazing and what I loved about it the most and it really resonated with me is the way he spoke to his father you know he like many of us right have this different 
dynamic with their fathers. Um, and he talks about how angry or how uncomfortable he was with his dad. And then as he grew, he began to realize why his dad may have done some things the way he did them. I totally resonated with that because when I was a child uh, growing up, you know, in the beginning of my life, my dad was definitely around a lot more than he was or even is now. And I'm talking about my, my father who birthed me, or who not birthed me, but you know, biological, because I have the beauty of having two dads. I was raised by my, my stepdad, who I call my dad, and then I have my dad, who, you know, I'm getting to know, you know, I'm, I'm, we're getting better. And it's no, this is not a shady thing. It's just one of those things that that's life, right? I'm not angry, I'm not mad. Life and circumstances sometimes as a human are very tough to navigate. And I get that so much more now. Um, and, and I really resonated with Common because you start to see that your parents are only human. You know, when you're a kid, you think they're super people and they're supposed to do everything right. But as you get older, you start to see that they have challenges that they have to overcome. And sometimes a child coming into that um, doesn't make that challenge any easier. So listening to him and his piece and where I am in my piece really resonated with me. I thought it was entertaining. I felt like I was in a theater and in times like these when that kind of stuff is just off limits, I can't even go, you know, do those type of experiences if I wanted to. Because if y'all didn't know it, we're in the middle of a pandemic. But yeah, <laughs> it was quite lovely. And he talked about um, just the understanding. And I felt it. So check it out on Audible. If you're not an Audible person yet, I don't know why you aren't. They don't even pay me and I love them, right? <laughs> They don't have to pay me, but y'all know what I mean. But anyway, so today's show is uh, with Miss Amanda Gardner. Now, I think you're going to love this show for so many reasons. Amanda and I talk about the power of meditation and how literally it's our medicine. And you're going to love this, especially if you have kids, because Amanda's a mother of four. And she's a video game creator, which I think is like the coolest thing since I don't know what. I don't even know anybody who has that kind of coding power and storytelling power. So I want you to listen to it, get to know Amanda, find out more about her journey and how she is thriving and send good vibes her way, right? We're in the middle of a pandemic now and she's at home with the kids, probably homeschooling. So uh, enjoy today's show check it out. Make sure that you tag me and tell me at least one thing you liked about the show. That's all I ask. Tag us, tag me or Amanda and enjoy today's show. Well, if you've ever wondered about those folks who actually narrate video games, or the people who are out here creating podcasts and all the amazing speakers. And I won't say all, but speaking is, is life, right? So if you like to be motivated like me, then you love a good speaker. So I'm sure you have questions about how to get started, especially when it comes to narrating video game. That's a career field I never knew existed. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> but you are going to be in for a treat with today's guest. But before you hear from Miss Amanda Gardner, I have to know, have you shared at least one episode that you loved? with someone you care about, someone who you know will appreciate it and understand and be thankful that they got some nuggets and a roadmap or words of wisdom from one of the kick-ass women that are, that's on the show every week. If you haven't, then I'm going to say, go ahead and do so. Share your favorite episode, whether it's email, text, or on social media, tag us so I can give you a proper thank you. And if you've done it already, then thank you, girl. Thank you, boy. You're making the world go round. So 
as I alluded to, Miss Amanda Gardner is pretty badass, okay? Not only is she a mama of four, but she is a nationally recognized wellness speaker. She's the co-host of the Creative Oracle Podcast, and how cool is that name? And she's, I'd like to say, a Jane of all trades, probably master (laughs) of some. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Miss Amanda Gardner. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to both brunch and slay with you today. Hey, let's do it. (laughs) So, of course, you know, let's start with the basics. Like, where are you from? All right. I am from just north of Boston. Oh, okay. And then... Where did, where did your inspiration come from and how did you get started? I have had such a strange journey. <laughs> Haven't so we all? Haven't my, we all? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I've started my, my professional career just as an English teacher, just straight up reading books, talking to kids. That was my, that was my career. And my husband was uh, a video game developer in Boston and he worked on these really, really big games um, called Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite, which are very well known in the, in the gamer world, but that was his thing. But then, and um, after I had kids, I started writing books um, just for funsies because it was a quiet thing to do while they napped. Like I wanted to do something, but I needed to be completely silent because they woke up at the drop of a hat. <laughs> so Torture. Writing, oh my God. It was, I was like, I can't vacuum. I'm going to write books because I've always been a book nerd. So then when my husband's um, big company closed and he was no longer making these huge video games, he's like, how about we make a video game together and you can write it? And I was kind of just like, um, okay, I'm (laughs) open to things, man. Like I'm just open. So we we started work on our first video game called Perception, which is out on Nintendo Switch and PS4 and Xbox and all over the place. Um, But while we were working on it, and I, I promise you, this all ties together, <laughs> all of my randomness. Um, while we were working on it, I got really sick with mono because in the video game world, we have something called crunch, which is like for six months, you work like 18 hour days. And I had a newborn, a toddler and two elementary schoolers, oh, no Lord. money, no sleep. And my body was just like giving me the finger. It's like, nope, nope, you can't do it. <laughs> have several seats, lady. Have <laughs> like, several seats. <laughs> yeah. like, like pass out. Um, so we got very, my husband got sick too. Um, and I realized like we had to resuscitate ourselves. Like we can't take care of the kids. We can't take, we can't make this game. We can't do anything unless we revive. So I started like binging on personal development books, self-help help. I went vegan. I started meditating. (laughs) I'm heavily meditated. Um, and it became my passion to help make other people feel better. And so I started my sort of lecture circuit among video game companies and video game, uh, conferences where I would talk about burnout and I would talk about how your body can't handle crunch and the things that you need to do to, feel good. And so I, I teach meditation now. I have a, a podcast called The Creative Oracle with author Megan Whitmer. And we talk about, we call it life advice for creative types because we know how easy it is for creatives to burn out. And we sort of impart that knowledge that the two of us both have. Um, so yeah, I am a Jane of many, many trades, not all. But I do a lot of things. <laughs> well, you know, I am in love with your story because I, I truly believe that when we allow it, everything that we've done can tie into where we're supposed to be or what really answers the call for our, our soul. And the fact that you in this roundabout way get to use your creative energy to collaborate with your husband, 
and to educate. And then yes. when you found something that worked for you, you were able to parlay that into a whole nother monetization, right? By yeah. talking to big brands and at conferences, which is needed. I mean, I, I'm just oh, like man. you, I'm heavily meditated, right? Like yes. I am a different person off my meditation. Let me be clear. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I am not this nice Zen lady that you guys get to hear every week. Well, I am now, <laughs> but before I started meditating, I was so high strung, so over like being in my head all the time being quiet was like a, a fictional character like what is that <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah. it was scary in my head a lot of the time you know and um yeah we it's a great industry but they work themselves to the bone and you know after i started speaking i realized it's, a lot of industries are like this a lot of mm -hmm. burnout happens and you know, it's a physical burnout, it's an emotional burnout, it's a mental burnout. And, you know, it's the whole allegory of when the oxygen drops in a plane, you got to put it on yourself first. But it's true. Like my kids suffer if I am not well, you know, my work suffers if I'm not well. Um, and I just want everybody to feel good. <laughs> I agree. And I think as a creative, I, I, I'm happy that you're paying attention to that particular space because I don't understand if, if most people understand how much it takes out of you to totally be creative and come up with new ideas and spins on different things. Even as, especially as a writer, you can tell a story, but it needs to, it could have some nuances of, let's say Cinderella, because we see that all the time, right? People love right. to repurpose that. And, but it still oh, yeah. needs to be fresh and, and, and keep people's attention. And how do you do that without either becoming a serious drug addict, right? <laughs> Right. I tell people all the times when it's time to do automation and captions, a good bottle of wine is my best friend because the more buzz I get, the better my mm -hmm. captions. <laughs> 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 but it's the truth. So being able to yeah. really hone in on that space is what really excites me. But, you know, of course, I'm a, a reader and an, a reading junkie and reading nerd also. Mm -hmm. So knowing that you create fantasy, uh, if you're yeah. a fantasy author, like, tell me about that. How did that get started? And let's talk about these oh, fantasies, man. girl. <laughs> so, yeah, I have been a nerd since I've been a child, but like, I embrace that term. Like, I own it, right? Yeah. So when I was a kid, my uncle read me The Hobbit. Um, when I was like four, like really young and instantly fantasy became my genre. Like that would be my go-to. And even, you know, I'm 40, but when I was little, like there were lots of fantasy video games. I would play the King's Quest games and I would read, um, so many fantasy series. Like when I was a teenager, my favorite series was the wheel of time by Robert Jordan. It still is. And it's going to be on TV next year on, um, I think Amazon. Ah. I'm so excited for that. But yeah, I've been a fan of fantasy and that has been like the genre of my heart for my whole life, but I never had the courage to write it until the past year. So when my writing career started, about 10 years ago, I wrote urban fantasy, which is kind of almost like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You know, um, it's, mm -hmm. it's fantasy that's modern day. Um, it's usually a real snarky heroine, um, takes place in cities and suburbs. It's not castles and dragons, right? And I, I enjoyed writing urban fantasy, but like in my heart, I wanted to write that real fantasy, you know? Um, Lord of the Rings kind of fantasy. And yeah. so, but I felt like, like as a young snarky woman, I don't have the right voice <laughs> to write fantasy. But then, you know, 
a year ago, I was just like, forget it. Like I'm going to write it because I have something unique and fresh to bring. And so I wrote my first fantasy novel. It's the sixth novel I've ever written, but it's the first fantasy I wrote. And right now I'm, I'm in the revising process. I have a wonderful agent who's, who has sold other books of mine before. She's excited about this book. I just have to get it revised to the point where I'm really, really proud of it and really happy with it. And, um, and then we'll send it on its merry way and see what happens. But one of the things that I've really learned about writing is that you got to keep busy when you're not on your current project. You need to just write the next one. So, because <laughs> mm. publishing is a long process. It took me a year and a half to get my, my agent. Um, and then once I got her, you know, then she does all the revisions to it. And then she ships it around to people and shops it to, to publishers. So, I mean, and even once your book gets bought, it's going to be a year, two years until it comes out. So it's like, you got to keep writing. And, you know, even if you're not completely stoked on the project that you're on, it's keeping you busy. It's keeping you learning the craft and refining. So I'm the type of person that says, if you're, if you're a writer, keep writing. If you're a creative, just keep creating. And that's something that Megan and I, Megan Whitmer, my, my co-host, we talk about all the time is we as creators should try all different types of, of, creative things really i mean i took a cake decorating class a month ago and it was like life changing cuz i my medium is words it is not right. frosting you need a new it outlet yeah yeah no i, I think that but is so like, cool yeah i mean yeah. the fact that there's so many things and so many words of wisdom in there number one the, the moral of the story is stay ready right do not rest on your laurels yeah. You have to, there's always new things. And I'm sure that there's ways to weave in that cake decorating class into your creative process, whether that be a little part in the story. And sometimes the best stories are people who actually know a little bit about every topic that's in their book, right? So that when it seems yes. so authentic, right? When they talk about the tools they use when mom decorated the cake for, you know, our leading character's birthday, they're real tools. You know, right. you can tell that someone actually knows what they're talking about. It's life experience. Yeah. 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 And as a, I love a good fiction book as well. Um, so that, that makes sense to me, but I also like the fact that now Authors like yourself are not allowing the publishing world to make them stay in one lane, which I think oh, yeah. makes total sense, right? Yeah. My agent, like when, when I signed on with her, I was like, listen, I'm going to write a variety of things. I have many passions. And I went on, um, I'm, I'm published in the romance world. I don't write that anymore. But like I dabble. I dabble all over the place. And um, I think I'm going to write nonfiction next. I think I'm going to write some kind of personal development book. But um, that one is still being, it's still marinating. So. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the Creative Oracle. So you guys have created something pretty special and it'll be yeah. launching really soon. So I'm, tell me I'm all so about it. How long is it? So, is it weekly? All the good stuff. Right. So it launched last week, which I am just elated about. We launched four episodes at once and we're doing one a week um, from then, unless, you know, demand becomes more. Um, but the Creative Oracle is basically, Megan was a friend of mine from like the Twitter writing community from years ago when I first started, you know, my author life. And, um, but we never met until this fall. So I saw on Instagram that Megan was reading a book and doing the workbook for something called, um, the artist's way by Julia Cameron. And it is this amazing book about how all creatives 
artists can sort of unleash their creative potential and unblock their creative blocks. And I said, oh my God, Megan. So she's in Kentucky. I was like, this woman, Julia Cameron, is speaking in Massachusetts where I live next month. Would you want to come up for the workshop? And Megan has a had a word of the year every year that inspires her. And last year it was go. So ah. when I asked her to come, she was like, damn it, my word of the year is go. So she came. And we had such an instant chemistry and friendship. It was like, it was like we must have known each other in a past life. And we instantly had this same opinion about wellness and creativity. And we were like, we have to do something with this. Let's start a podcast. Like we have such, we had such important things that we felt like we could share. And we sort of, we went to this workshop, we did it. And then we went to the conference together in Nashville where we met you at Blistem. And when we were at Blistem, things really crystallized for us. And we said, we need to reach creatives because we need to give them pep talks. We need to keep them keep them creating and not second guessing themselves and not getting down in the dumps. And it doesn't mean that they're creating for a job. It doesn't mean that they're creating for a hustle. It just could be a, a hobby. It could be, it could be anything like, and so we said, we, we both have a love of Oracle cards, which um, they're kind of like tarot cards, but less spooky. They're, they're usually like nice advice in a deck, in a beautiful uh, deck. And I said, what if we pulled a card and then applied it to our lives and like our creative projects. And that's how the creative oracle happened. So every week we grab a different oracle deck, we pull a card and we talk about what that advice could mean for us in life and what that advice could mean from a creative perspective. And so that's really the premise and we're just having so much fun with it. That's pretty dang on awesome. Number one, I mean, just <laughs> I, I like it when we meet those folks who just gel with us especially when there's oh, later in life and at different parts in our history. Cause sometimes let's be honest, as women, we think we just have our circle. That's it. Right. We don't have room for any new friends, right? We got life, yeah. we got kids. And then guess what? God says, ha ha ha, here uh -huh. you go. And then you get to oh, yeah. right, dive deeper into different parts of yourself and then to find someone who really aligns with your messaging. So, I mean, of course we got to go back to the meditation. Yeah. Right. And, and how you incorporate that. Where do you, what role does that play right, right now so, in your creative process? Right now, like in my life, um, I would say meditation is what keeps me sane. Um, I have four children and I have a full-time job writing video games. Um, and yet I, I, I also have this hobby that I'm passionate about my podcast and I'm writing a book on the side. So meditation is the great equalizer. It is the dose of chill pill. It is my spiritual practice. It is everything. So, so the, you know, meditation comes in many different forms. Uh, in the morning, I like to do a Kundalini Kriya, which is, um, it's like a meditation with like sound and an emotion. So Kundalini is a type of yoga, but it's really not like yoga at all. It's um, you've got like mantras, you've got uh, sort of like hand motions and stuff. And it, it really just helps raise your vibration. It really just helps make you happy and bright and light. And so I do three minutes of that in the morning. I love to do affirmations. Um, my favorite, favorite, favorite personal development author is Gabby Bernstein. Love I'm her. I'm so lucky to <laughs> have studied with her and gone to her workshops. Oh my God. So 
Amira, you got to come up to Massachusetts. There's this place called Kripalu, which okay. is a internationally known yoga center and meditation center, but they get speakers from around the world. And that's where Megan and I met seeing Julia Cameron and Gabby comes up every summer and oh. she does a three day workshop. And every single year I'm like, that was the best weekend of my life. And then the next year I'm like, no, 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 that was the best weekend of my life. Like, it's just, it's on these, it's on like a hundred acres in the Berkshire mountains in Massachusetts. They serve nothing but like fresh, healthy, farm to table, vegan food. And like, there's a shop with all sorts of like crystals and incense. It's like, it's like summer oh, camp for hippies. Yes. I love it. Like, I would, you know, that is so right up my alley. Oh. <laughs> it is. So we gotta, we gotta just meet up there and, yes. and do something or even like host a workshop. Cause they let people host workshops. Like it's oh, wow. crazy. So it's amazing. It's wonderful. And I get to see Gabby. And one of the things that I do, I come circling back to your question about meditation is Gabby has a lot of meditation albums that I really love, but one in particular that is resonating with me right now is, um, she just released an entire album of meditations for, uh, anxiety relief. And one of them is just this like positive affirmations, <sighs> you know, she just says these things for five minutes and you just feel so good. And you just sort of visualize and close your eyes and just, it feels so amazing. And that's definitely part of my meditation routine. Um, once a week I've been hosting online meditations at night with, um, there's this yoga place called the Salty Buddha near me and they've got these online meditations and I've been doing it every Wednesday night. And um, I, like to, I like to teach yoga nidra, which again is not really yoga. It's this meditation that gives you the equivalent of four hours sleep in 20 minutes. Um, which is amazing for parents. And like necessary. Yes, <laughs> necessary. It's, um, it's really, really life-changing. It, puts you into this like deep meditative state where it's like restorative for your mind and you come out of it so refreshed that whenever I used to, so I've mentioned before that I like to speak, uh, I speak around the country. Um, whenever I'm speaking on the West coast, cause I'm from the East coast, I always, 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 as soon as I check into my hotel room, I do uh, 20 minutes of yoga nidra and I, the jet lag is gone. It's like instantaneous because my, my sleep has been reset. I feel amazing. I feel I'm not good at naps. Some people can nap and be fine. If I nap, it ruins my energy for the rest of the day. I'm exhausted. But when I do yoga nidra, it's like, it's like somebody just popped fresh batteries in me. I'm like, yep, ready to go. And, um, so I would say that between like listening to affirmations, doing Kundalini mantras and, um, the occasional yoga nidra, I would say that that's, that rounds out my meditation practice. You guys, we have come a long way since 2016 when we built our first website. And we, that was me. I was a one-woman show. I've always spoken we because I wanted to speak it into existence. And now I can actually say we because we have an amazing team of folks all around the world who work diligently to create content, articles, experiences, podcasts that truly inspire you. We work really hard to make sure we have women on the show and on our site who are game changers and disruptors, who are out here operating in excellence, and folks who you can lean into for information and guidance and people who you can support. People who create products from idea to reality, who create events and experiences, excursions, who coach you to your greatness. And we did it all just for you. 
So if you haven't checked out brunchandslay.com in a while, I want you to head on over there and subscribe so that you will know everything that's happening in our world. Love it. And I love the variety. And I'm kind of like you. I don't use the same practice every single day um, because yeah. I guess because I am a creative and I wake up and I'm human and I, I have different needs. And sometimes it's a whole 20 minutes of just stillness and quietness, which is rare. And sometimes it's Ugh. guided, you know, but the majority of the time, like right now, I'm really I've been studying um, Abraham Hicks and really oh, I love it I love it I love it yes yeah, so right now I'm really putting a lot into my workshops and visualizing for my 15 minutes which is like game changing right and then being intentional yes. like truly intentional of my day I think that that is my I, I took this new year as a decade I'm not looking at it as a year I'm looking at it as a decade and where do I want yeah. to be 10 years from now oh my god and yes. so I'm really diving deep on where I want to be spiritually and how I want the world to how I want to see the world in, and live in it. Right. And so having that time where I'm just really segmenting my day has been the ultimate game changer. I'm no longer overwhelmed. Yep. Right. Even when I know, and I wake up that I have a full calendar, I'm like, no, because when I'm here for this hour and a half that I have scheduled on this calendar, I'm here. I know what I want out of it. Yes. I know I want a good time. I know. And I'm, I'm able to, to give a part of me that I don't think I was giving when I was so worried about what's coming up in 20 minutes, what's coming up in five. Well, in five minutes, they'll get the best version of me that's five minutes from now, right? <laughs> and <laughs> it's been such a game changer for me. And I, I love Gabby. I love, um, there's so many I love. You talked about self-help books and different. Who are some more folks that you love? Because I, of course, Abraham Hicks, I love that. Love, uh, love oh them. And uh, Gabby, uh, who else have I been? Oh, I love uh, Jen Sincero. She's one of my faves. Yes, she was going to be the next uh, name out of my mouth. So I love ah! Gabby. Yeah, I love Jen. Um, I really love Marie Forleo. I yes. think that if you are less on the... So I feel like Gabby is pretty spiritual. If you're more like practical self-help, Marie Forleo's Everything is Figureoutable yeah. is like a Bible for fixing whatever issue you have in your life. It is amazing. And I've recommended it to so many moms because I'm like listen like it's like parenting is hard I have four kids and you know but but we can do hard things and we can man up and 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 tackle things that are beyond what you think you can do and it's figure outable and you can do it so I love everything oh of proud. course so I literally much. this year I'm in B school this is my first year doing Yay! it Yes, I love Congrats. Marie. Thank you. And I have been following her since 2016 when I first launched Brunch and Slay. I knew nothing of her before then. Mm -hmm. uh, she's definitely inspirational. I just like strong women. And, and yeah. like, if you follow any of these folks that we just talked about, you know that they are all sassy. They are all matter of fact mm -hmm. uh, and, per and okay with who they are. And you can be who you are. But they also have the gift of corralling other women and, and saying, hey, you see something in me like you? then this is for you, right? And I think when you have a dominant personality, I would say that a man, I'm sure you do. <laughs> um, 
when you have oh, that, yeah. <laughs> right. The self-help realms, people hear that and they're like, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. You know, like there's a lot of that. I don't want to listen. But when oh. you have somebody and you see the qualities that you possess in them and they're killing it, it's like, oh, okay, girl, that worked for you. Okay. I can listen to you. And they lead yes. the way for us. And yeah. you know, it's funny. Um, last week, um, Megan pulled an Oracle card that was called the priestess. And it said, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be brave enough to light the way for others. And that's how I feel about those women is that they are so brave and they are bold and they are personalities and they bring out the best in us. And that's why I love them. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Oh because. gosh. I, thank God. Why haven't I been to Massachusetts yet? I oh, feel, yeah. I'm Propolo. so, right? Like so lucky come. to be able to have these kind of conversations and meet people like you. And the Blistem conference that Amanda talked about was when I spoke at the end of t- last year and we talked about podcasting and we had the best time. It was such a positive, um, like seriously, positively amazing event. Such like good vibes. Yes. The best vibes. Right. I think, and they were so diverse and that's something we just don't see. And it was important. And I think that's, and that's the next level too. So as you navigate through from video game creating and narrating to fig, to fantasy, how important is it to you to have inclusive characters and diverse, diversified, you know, characters in your content? It's critical. It's critical. How can we have a vision of the world without including all of the different perspectives, all of the facets, like a gem? You know, you need every one of those angles to shine and, and to truly understand deeply. Um, my crew at the Deep End Games, we have a, a very diverse crew of men, women, non-binary people. We have so many different voices, ethnicities, um, and that perspective really colors our story and our games um, just so much better. Like, and I can't, unfortunately, I can't say the game we're working on right now, but if you could see the cast of characters and if you could see this world, you would be like, wow, like they get it. Like we, it's really, really important for us to have all sorts of voices um, to make the chorus work. If that makes oh, sense. I, no, I agree. I agree. And uh, you know, I want to get my hands on that novel when it's done. Like, yeah, you, you, you can be in my beta group. Absolutely. Hey, yeah. So <laughs> now, as, books, though, yes. I have one more self help author that I need to. to oh, push. yes, please. Have you read, have you read The Calling by Ra Goddess? No. Oh my God. So Ra is this amazing woman who um, Ga- is a friend of Gabby. And the, that's how I know about her is so I took Gabby Bernstein's Spirit Junkie Masterclass, which is similar to B-School. Um, it's, it's sort of like Gabby's B-School. And she had this speaker named Ra Goddess, R-H-A Goddess. And she was like captivating. I was like, wow, I really like her. And then I found out um, because I'm like, I get Gabby's emails that Ra has a book out and it's called The Calling. And it's about following basically like your soul's plan to like, not just do, but like to do good, but get paid and be real and like help light the way for others. And it is, oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> like well, it has to be at the top of your TBR right now. Oh, it's I will amazing. be headed to Amazon after this. Oh, so heck don't yeah. you worry. <laughs> She's amazing. She's amazing. <laughs> and I saw that email and I put it to the side and I was like, yeah, I got enough books right now, Gabby. I'll come back. And so this is a sign that yeah. I'm supposed to read it. Cause you're saying it too. It's, is this woman is inspirational. I love her. 
Now, as you navigate this next chapter, right, and you are mm-hmm. filling yourself up and answering the call in so many different areas, what vibes and prayers can we send your way to help you along your journey? You know, that's, that's a beautiful question. First of all, um, I would just like to help as many creatives as possible feel better. I think that that's my goal. You know, Megan and I talked about like, what is success for our podcast? I'm like, I just want to reach creative people, let them know that whatever they're making is good and that they should keep going. And here's how to feel even better. Like that's really, I just want people to feel good, you know, spiritually, physically, mentally, um, and for those creative types to keep making things beautiful, you know, like yeah. we really, you know, right now I'm reading a lot of books, watching a lot of movies, listening to a lot of music. And it's because of the pe- things that people are out there creating. And if you have it in you, if you have that book in you, if you have that painting in you, whatever I can do to help you get that out, I will do. Oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> and I think, having that outlet is more important than any part of figuring out how to monetize it or make it a success because the piece that you get from just releasing that or even opening that part of your brain for those 20 minutes of watercoloring or, you know, working in the garden, we need all that beauty, right? We We need it everywhere. That's just, I, I literally, I've been walking a lot too and I've been walking the neighborhood and just watching the different ways that people even decorate their house by their flower displays and what, what tree combinations and floral combinations they use. That's art to me. Yes. And so I see oh, that. Wow. Yeah. And I'll see a really beautiful version of pink or purple. And I'm like, there's no way that could be in a Crayola box. And I just look at that and I get inspired, <laughs> you know, so it's everywhere. Every part of your creativity serves someone out there. So don't stop. We need that. We need that. I love it. Absolutely. So this yeah. Saturday, so, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I don't. That. Okay. Fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the, the, the woman, Julia Cameron, who I saw at Kripalu, her book, the artist's way is it's basically encouraging you to take yourself on an artist date every week, which she basically defines as you have to be alone and it has to be something that somehow enriches like the inner child artist in you. Like you can just go and look at flowers at a beautiful garden, or you can go to an art museum and just take things in, or you can just go listen to music that you've never heard. And the whole point is that subconsciously, whatever it's, it is you're doing alone is going to somehow creatively unblock you and nourish the creative side of you, even if it has nothing to do with what you're working on. So yeah, taking that walk and looking at people's landscaping will somehow affect you creatively because it's time you're taking for yourself. I agree. And just that stillness. Yes. That stillness is, oh my gosh, it's the key to less meds. I can tell you that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can tell you that in combination. Like I know, you know, those who listen to this show every week, they hear me talk a lot about meditation and I hope y'all never get sick of it because I (laughs) can tell you 100%. It has changed me for the better and being present with my kid, my husband, my family and myself. And even asking questions about why do things bother me when I'm really irritated? I'm like, are you mad? Because that's something you do. Is that something you do, you know, or is this really something that bothers you? And if so, why are you not allowing them to live their life? Like those questions that I probably would have never asked myself, I wouldn't have got to had I not 
started meditating and wanting more and more understanding. And it, it kind of triggered some kind of part of my brain that says, seek more, seek more. And now I really look at life as a journey now. I don't look at it as this random thing. I just look at it as like, I'm choosing to be here and I better make the best of this experience. So I want to, I want to do that in every aspect of my life, you know? And that's the beautiful thing. And I, and I, and this is what, oh gosh, six years into it. So I didn't just start meditating guys. I was not like this on day one. Let me be clear. <laughs> I was not, this is a long time coming. And who knows where I'll be 10 years from now. I hope way, you know, I, maybe I'll be teaching those meditation classes. Who knows? But all right. yeah, but this is just so cool. So I, this Saturday, you can brunch with anyone in the world, dead or alive. Who are you brunching with? Oh my gosh. That's such an amazing question. <laughs> um, you know, right now I would brunch with Gabby. I would brunch with Gabby Bernstein. Yeah. I mean, I've had a chance to brunch with her, but just right now where I'm at, is I need more of the things that fill me up. And when I listen to her, I just am overflowing and I just feel really good. And I think she's really amazing. But uh, now that you're saying live or dead, I had mentioned that fantasy author, uh, Robert Jordan, uh, that I, that was my favorite author when I was growing up. I got to meet him very briefly um, just at a signing, but he said to me, I, I showed him a picture. I was, I cut my wedding cake with like a samurai sword. That was a replica sword from his series. <laughs> and I showed him the picture and he looked at me and he said, you are a badass." And <laughs> I feel like whenever I need to write, I can like imagine his face saying like, you're a badass and I'm okay. And I can write and I can do this. And so I think I would probably brunch with him. <laughs> oh, that's a nice little mix in a group. So I can imagine the book that would be inspired yeah. after that brunch. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Man, so where can people follow you and how can they support you? Um, well, I my my handle's the same on Twitter and on Instagram. It's just Amanda S. Gardner and Gardner is G-A-R-D-N-E-R. -E and you can check out my podcast, The Creative Oracle. And you can find it everywhere podcasts are. So iTunes. Yes. Spotify, and you can also right. go ahead and download the game. What's the name of the game? Not the ones you're working on now, but the yeah. one in the wars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right. Um, so I wrote a game called Perception and it's out on every system so you can find it there. It's, um, it's, a, it's a little spooky, but it's fun. <laughs> That's what we need, right? We don't need any more uh, lemon drops and, and happy faces, right? <laughs> no, I love uh, it. Love and light and spooky. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So of course, if you have enjoyed today's show as much as I've enjoyed chatting with Amanda, and if you can't wait to get on over and get your podcast on by listening to their new podcast and you know what to do, share this episode, look at the show notes, follow Amanda, and no matter what, always remember that if she can, I can, we all can. This is Brunch and Slay.